people out there. This is the live broadcast of Infinite Spaghetti. Sarah Marie Spectrum. We're going to ask her a bunch of questions about all the photog stuff happening in cosplay and how she's documenting that world. Show intro. And as as always, if the people out there are actually watching, which I can see, oh, one person, one person. We hit one. If you have a question, you, the one person, chime in. This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. Bang! So hello, everyone. My name is Sarah Chapin slash Sarah Marie Spectrum. I do cosplay photography, cosplay videography, cosplay documentaries. I interview people, all of that good stuff. Um, I travel all around the world telling people's stories and helping them also figure out what their stories are. Um, I use cosplay as a way to experiment with who you are inside, and I want you to be able to tell who you are inside because I feel like society makes us wanting us to be so like black or white, and there's not any room for like any color or personality. And thankfully, we're starting to see a shift in that, and I help people tell their stories. I also have a trusty familiar. He's running around. You might hear him. My cat, Silas Alucard. But yeah, I travel. I love glitter, unicorns, all that good stuff. Bring out their story. How do you go about doing that? What is what is the magic there? So I have two different phases to my business. So what I do is I, also, I work with, obviously, people who are actual cosplayers who do that all the time, professionally, semi-professionally, for fun. I help them become the character they want to be and basically shed their normal selves and speak to whatever voices they want to be inside. Um, and then I also work with like kids and families that want to be a character and they've never done that before. I do like nerdy Christmas card family photos. Like I had a family where we did Game of Thrones Christmas card photos, stuff like that. So I supply the costumes, obviously Photoshop, all that good stuff. We shoot on location. I also like edit stuff, composite, a lot of compositing. So we do that. I also do like cosplayers. I do videos of their costumes as well. So if you want to like put them in scenes. Things like that. I know a lot of people like that. People do Patreon and stuff and they want videos for their stuff. Yeah, I do all that kind of stuff. And then I also do like the documentary side, like why people got into cosplay. I'm really working on a project right now interviewing women who got into cosplay because that's very important to me. I used to do cosplay full time. I switched to photography because I had a lot of experiences. Guys are great. I love guys. They're great. Um, But there's always those people out there. And I had some people that are very sexist and rude to me. And I wanted to be a safe place for women or anyone of any gender, honestly, to have a safe place to shoot and not be worried about people. Because I did modeling and cosplay and I felt very uncomfortable in some situations. So I'm very much an advocate now speaking out, saying no, having your boundaries, especially when you're working with a photographer you don't know. We did an article on this on Project Nerd, which you can read through. But for me, like always bring a friend, if the photographer has an issue with you bringing someone, you ditch that person real quick. You leave that photographer. Don't even shoot with them. Just leave. Um, but yeah, I do that kind of stuff as well. Um, advocating for women and people of all genders to feel safe when they are shooting. Um, you have a right. You have a creative voice and you are allowed to use it. Let's go back up a little bit. Like in yes, kind of get, lead us through what happened when you were getting, you know, the harassment. For me, it was being made very uncomfortable. I obviously brought someone around. This is like I traveled to a con and, and I didn't know anyone outside of my person that I went with. I went and shot with this photographer I had never met before. And it was just like really uncomfortable. Like they tried to alienate me from the group that they wanted to shoot in like a weird location. That's the other thing is like, especially if you shoot off con, 
um, and you want to shoot like in the city, a lot of convention centers are located in like really sketchy places. Like some downtowns are really sketchy or they're like way out in the middle of nowhere. And so it just, I felt really unsafe and uncomfortable. And this person was very like abusive and wanting me to ditch my friend and otherwise made me uncomfortable, made comments about like, ooh, I could pose sexier, put a little bit of smile on, you smile, you'd be so much prettier. I'm just literally some textbook stuff. So it just made me uncomfortable. And at that point I was like, I still do cosplay, but I was like, I want to be a photographer that people can feel safe with. I don't want anyone to feel that way ever again. I didn't want to have a victim mindset and I wanted to have action. I love seeing people feel excited about what they're doing. It just like makes me excited too. To me, it's always like flags, like red flags going off. So if somebody said to me like, I don't want you to bring your friend, right away I'd be like, well, why would that be? Because I'm comfortable with my friend. And if he's making, or her, if they're making you uncomfortable, then that's a you issue, not a me issue, one. Mm -hmm. And B, like, if you're, you know, a photographer who knows what they're doing or videographer or whatever, there's no reason that you should feel uncomfortable with Mm -mm. anybody else there on location. So, I mean, I definitely wouldn't go anywhere with a stranger. What you're providing is like a safe space for other people that they don't have to go through that. But Mm. when, how do they know that is there like a presentation or something like you probably more like word of mouth right like people you've worked with word of mouth at this point um and i always recommend like if you're shooting with a photographer um especially someone even if they're like popular like i recommend always looking into your photographer so what i do is i always look up people who have shot with this person before i always ask to see their portfolio i'm always weary of people that are like i'm new i want to like obviously people start we all have to start somewhere a lot more leery of that kind of person just because there's so much potential there for that to go wrong or people could just buy a camera and be like oh hey I want to take pictures but really they're masquerading as something else they have other intentions so I always recommend look them up ask word of mouth always ask other photographers and people of that or you could post like in cosplay groups a lot of states and stuff have cosplay groups and they can be like I worked with this person they're great or they're like no you're very far far and clear away so but I also think even if you're somebody just starting out, you should probably have already been photographing your friends and yourself and whatever. Exactly. So, they should have something. Like there's no way that they wouldn't have something. And then secondly, then you keep to that rule of like, I'm not going with you somewhere else and mm-hmm. my friend is coming. Uh, any photographer, like they should be able to adapt any situation, especially if you're a con photographer. Like if people make excuses, just don't shoot with them. And you always have the right, even if someone's like not necessarily sexual harassing in nature but if anyone makes you uncomfortable I don't care what point of the shoot you're in you have the right to leave you don't owe them anything you have the right to say no and leave yeah because it's not just like sexual harassment there's all other sorts of harassment there but even to this day even when I'm shooting at cons I have issues where people have come up and just like tried to like hijack the shoot and be like really inappropriate um I shot a wonderful group of women who did the Avengers as Playboy bunnies, and they were really cute, adorable. We were shooting in an alley by a con, and there were um, some photographers who came up from behind who, one, they didn't have the people's consent to shoot them. I always ask consent, even especially if there's children involved, always ask the parents' consent as well. But they like started shooting them from behind, and they obviously weren't getting full body. And I was like, you know, you get a better shot from their face, and just like called them out. Right then and there, I think it's important too when you see stuff at conventions, you say something because you should make those people very uncomfortable very fast. And hopefully they won't do it again. So 
you always have the right to say no, no matter what. I ask a lot of people this, the do's and don'ts from the perspective of somebody as a photographer. Do photo shoots with cosplayers, but I also do like some more documentary style stuff. Um, and I always want to get consent of everyone in pictures. Also, please do not take pictures of people eating. That's just offensive on a normal day. No one wants that, especially if they've worked so hard to make this a like, great costume. And then you just get a photo of them going, unless it's like in character for them and they want you to do that, just don't do it. <laughs> but also like, I have a great app. I don't remember the name of it, but I can look it up for you guys. But there's apps where you can just get model releases like on the fly. Or if you want, you can take people's cards or ask for their Instagram handles. And then you can send them a release form as well. So make sure there's always that consent there and that you're legally protected. Um, also, when you're shooting at a con, you want to make sure you're in compliance. Some cons require you to have photo passes. I know like ND, NDK, I travel a lot of cons, guys. So NDK in Colorado, Denver, they require you to like pay and apply for this like certain photo pass. If you take like a photo overall, make sure you always blur out the children and faces if you don't get permission. Um, one, it's just a legal issue. And like some people, like if I ever had kids, I wouldn't put their faces on the internet. I want them to have the choice when they're older. So like the first generation that got to choose. So anyone past this, like I've always thought that's like, they don't have a choice if they're good on the internet or not. And then also if you're ever wanting to take photos in artist alleys and vendor halls, make sure you get the permission of the booth. Some people do not want their product, especially artists don't want their stuff all over the internet. So just always make sure you get that consent. So if I'm doing like haul shots, I like whip out my phone right away. Obviously I'd ask them first before I took a photo of them, but I'd whip out my phone right away and be like, hey, can I get you on Instagram? I also like have a spreadsheet like in my phone. I guess it'd be a note, but like in your phone where you can add and write the character. So that way you can make sure you give them proper credit as well. Like if I see my picture published anywhere I want credit, I'd imagine that the person who works over in the classroom would like credit too. So just make sure you're always getting credit and giving it where it's. Do you do this professionally? Do you let, do cosplayers come to you and say like, I want to hire yes. you? And yes, how would that I do process this. This go? This is my full-time business. <laughs> So um, what I do for like the scheduled shoots, a lot of people like if you don't want to invest in like the website, I obviously do a website because I do several different aspects to my business. You don't necessarily have a web have to have a website. I definitely recommend Instagram. That is a great place. It's a very visual place. Um, and also if you have a photography, if you're doing photography, um, you would want to put it on like Pinterest. That's also a great place because they're very visual driven. But I also recommend like getting a contract if you want to actually get paid and uh, make sure you have stuff where you're actually keeping records too. Cause you do have to pay taxes on that stuff after a certain point of hobby income. So let's go back to your origin story. How did you first, oh, no. before you were a photographer, bring it way back to when you were actually a cosplayer. How did you first get involved? Lead us through that journey. The journey, tragic origin story. No, I'm kidding. I'm not an orphan or anything. <laughs> I went to my first con back in college. I had like grown up like watching anime occasionally. My family was super conservative. So like I wasn't allowed to like watch Sailor Moon. But in the 90s, I snuck to people's houses and watched Cartoon Network to see the progress. Now my family goes with me to cons. They have fun. So so I started with Sailor Moon. And then when I was in college the first time, <laughs> was part of an anime group. And my college roommate was like, hey, do you want to go to a con? And I didn't know what those were. I grew up. In like a small town in East Texas. Didn't know what that was. I was like, sure, heck, I love doing stuff. I love hanging out with people. Very outgoing. So we went to a con, and the first con I ever went to was Acon um, in Dallas, Texas. It was back when it was at the Sheraton in downtown. I think it's like at the Fort Worth Convention Center. I went, and I just like literally, it was like entering a whole new realm, and I was like, what is this place? 
I was addicted right away, hook, line, and sinker. Like, I was like, oh, so cool. It was fun to see, like, all the things I love come to life. Um, I grew up with, like, Marvel, stuff like that. Grew up reading Black Widow comic. I have Herb's palsy. And so, like, I really liked empowering um, characters and stuff. And I was like, yes, I can do anything. Um, so I grew up on those. And Wonder Woman is another one I grew up with. It was fun to see, like, people in those characters. People coming, bringing all the things I love come to life. People in Sailor Moon outfits. And so, literally, to this day... Every time I go into a con, I just, like, have this happy, warm, fuzzy feeling. I'm like, I'm with my people. Really addicted. Like, I was so excited the first day that I realized it was 6 o'clock and I was starving because I didn't eat all day. That's how excited I was. Don't recommend that. Don't do that either. And we talked about this on our last Con Moms episode about um, the podcast. Like, all the things you should do in prep for a convention. Don't do what we did. So, but so I got in, got addicted. And so I obviously started with Sailor Moon costumes, naturally. To this day, I haven't done Black Widow, but since the movie's coming out, I think I need to do that. I'm building an internal Sailor Moon for whenever we get to go back to San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm going to build fiber optic rings because I'm ready. So yeah, I just got really addicted really fast. And then after that, my experiences, I decided to do photography. I already did photography, but not cosplay photography. I went to school for photography. Um, I started my photography journey. My dad photographed airplanes at air shows in the Air Force bases. So I got addicted to that. Um, really grew up loving cameras. And then that once I went to my first con, I was like, I have it. It's all like happening. It's all come together. I know what I want. And that's why I started doing cosplay photography. I, I got to tell you, I've never been to a convention or anything. I just recently made a mask for my daughter, the first like using the foam thing and and not my own design. So I feel like I'm beginning mm -hmm. to learn from doing these interviews. Hey daughter, yes. get your mask, no. do it, come on. No. My daughter is into this like really creepy thing called Five Nights with Freddy. Freddy's. <laughs> with Freddy's? Five, with Nights with... Five Nights with Freddy's. Yeah, it's some horrible thing that she's into and she made me make this mask. Oh, that is just creepy. Well, if you see it later, it's creepy. I interviewed Steven from SKS Props, and I bought his film, and I put this together. So it's the first mask. But anyway, that's my <laughs> daughter. She's like my co-host. Okay, now hit the bricks, sister. Let's get into how you were brought to this magnificent show, The Infinite Spaghetti. Yes. You're part of the Project Nerd <laughs> world I and am. realm. You can't I see am. it. My, my daughter's putting... <laughs> her hands up behind my head and she'll go away because YouTube is much more appealing than dad. I'm good. Give us the project nerd story. What is it? I know what I <laughs> what think What is, is project nerd or what my yeah, let's start story with the is. beginning. So project nerd was founded by Iggy. I mean, I know roughly most of the story. Iggy might fill me in and correct me later, but it was founded by Iggy um, nine years ago. Um, I think it was to share the love of pop culture and everything that's good. And I know it started as a nerd blog. And then it turned into what it is today. Um, we have now expanded to video, a whole podcast network. Um, our YouTube is great. We have tons of stuff in there. We're starting a beauty series. So much into what it is today. But it started as a nerd blog nine years ago. And I started Project Nerd. First interaction I had as I met them at a con at a booth, walked by and was like, ooh, cool. And so I met this person. I really liked it. I started looking up, started following Project Nerd. And then Project Nerd used to do an event called Project Cosplay, which was like a mini convention. It was like a weekend long. And they had basically a lineup of photographers and cosplayers would pay a fee and come and get photographed by all these cosplayers. So it was like endless photography for you. So I was a photographer 
guest at one of those. And I just came back for the rest of the times they did it. Really fun, really connected, met a lot of great people back in Denver because I used to live in Denver before where I am today. So I started doing photos for them at conventions all around. Um, and then in December, I started doing, and I wrote articles too for them. Um, and then in December, I started doing their brand managing. So I'm helping them expand their vision on all of the platforms and the brand. All right, I'm going to bring up your website now. So here's a place that if people are watching this and they want to contact you, they could go to your website. This is also an audio podcast, so plug your website, please. It is www.sarahmariespectrum.com. Marie is my Nana's name. It's also my middle name. She means a lot to me, so I put her in there. And then Spectrum, like Spectrums of Likes. I'm a photo nerd. And then they can also find you on... Instagram, Twitter, Instagram. I don't really know. Um, I will have my own YouTube channel coming. I do YouTube for like a bunch of other people, so I've not. But you have a have YouTube one. here. I'm hitting yes, the YouTube. Yes, but thing. I don't have any content on it yet, so that's going to be coming in April as well. I've subscribed oh, to your channel. You. Appreciate it. You also have a Facebook page, which I've just liked. Your pandemic experience. <laughs> now I ask everybody <laughs> this. Well, because it's important to know, like, you yeah, know, no, I. There are people who are, we're all in the same situation. If you're mm -hmm. being good COVID compliant, if you're not, you're running out there, licking people, spitting in people's faces, no masks, whatever. But for the people no, that are like adhering, people. yeah, like I'm a home, I work from home. <laughs> I stay in home. I wear a mask all the time. So I ask everybody that in inter interviewing, like, how are you coping? What are the things you're doing? I know there's no mm -hmm. conventions. But give me your take on how you yeah. can maintain mental stability in this time. Like if I was an alcohol drinker, which I don't for just personal reasons, I don't like the taste of alcohol. But like if I was an alcohol drinker, definitely be a wine year this past year, I feel like. But yeah, so I, it's so weird because I'm a very going, going, going workaholic kind of person. Um, and then having it, boom, March 2019, uh, 2020, like suddenly full stop was so bizarre to me. It was just definitely a year of being forced to be still and listen and kind of like reevaluate myself. So like part of it was like, yes, I've accomplished things. The other part was like, I'm proud of myself for being alive for a whole other year. Definitely took a toll on my mental health. I struggled with depression a lot as a teenager, did a lot of counseling and stuff to deal with that. And I was good for a while. But yeah, this last year, not only relapsed, but kind of like reevaluating and it really hit me hard. Not just being an extrovert, because obviously I know a lot of people sacrifice a lot more than me. And I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate them and what they have sacrificed. But yeah, it was just super weird change for me. So because obviously most of my business is cons, it's driving around cons. I travel to the cons, I work with people around the cons, I work at the cons. So it was just like really weird to not be traveling and just being home all the time. I adopted a kitty, a cat. His name is Silas. Oh. Special guest joining the show. Yes. He is here, everyone. This is my buddy. This is Silas Alucard, named after my favorite pirate and favorite demon. So, um, yes, this is my kitty. I adopted him. He is my quarantine kitten. Obviously, since cons aren't happening, a lot of cosplayers, we've been very hesitant because we're not vaccinated and stuff like that. Um, thank goodness I've recently been able to get my second shot. So that was good. Social distance stuff. Um, I did free senior photos for um, local seniors and my seniors, graduates in my community, high school and college, because I wanted to help that way, especially since they did not, they had their graduations canceled and I really wanted to give them something fun. I did like one of the guys wanted to do 
he had like his grad cap. He got a gas mask. We did smoke bombs, like kind of like hazmat. It was really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's you cool. did that. That's really, you're yeah. a good person. Like once the community starts to open, I want to do more. Like I want to do a lot of outreach stuff too, because to me, like it's very important to give back to your community. Like I want to do free headshots for like low income people or homeless that would like to get a job. I want to do that at the library. So I like reach out to them. We're trying to get that. Obviously during the pandemic, it's kind of hard. So we're going to look in, at that once stuff starts to settle down. I've just basically been inside. I have everything delivered. When you're going nonstop and you don't get a chance to actually evaluate yourself, having a date with yourself again after you've been gone for a while. Um, yeah, I've got to read a lot. I love to read. So I got to get back to my books and all that. Well, let's go over happen. some of that too. Like um, what yeah. kind of content are you ingesting during this time, I've come across so many weird shows and movies. And first week of quarantine, I was literally watching all of, like the contagion shows and movies because I was like, I feel surreal. I feel like I'm in some alternate That's terrible. Reality. That's the opposite of making you relax. But go on. I'm first sorry. First week I did that. My roommates were like, What are you doing? And I was like, Oh, you know, just taking out my anxiety by telling myself it could always be worse. <laughs> I watched disaster movies. Like, yeah, it was not a proud place um but now i've gone more into like fiction i restarted um looking back at my my tolkien stuff shout out it is tolkien day you guys if you like lord of the rings um basically like, rereading stuff i read as teenagers that i've been rereading the darker shade of magic trilogy by v. E. schwab like my literally favorite book trilogy of all time outside of i i really hope there's a lot of people like you out there like i'm an independent filmmaker people out mm -hmm. there are watching Go to your Amazon Prime. Look Ethan Minsker up. I got nine films on there. I want to look them up. What made you want to start the show? What made me since want to know start the show? Since you know nothing, I want to hear from your own words. Since you know nothing about cosplay, why did and you... You want me to just throw Iggy under the bus? Fine. Do it. No. Nope, he watches <laughs> this. He sent out an email to me saying, we need consistency in our broadcasting. And I was wondering if like, you would either want to be a guest or do a thing. And I said, sure. And I've done things for Project Nerd in the past. Usually it was mm -hmm. like fanzine reviews or like things I'm interested in. I, I typically mm -hmm. usually do like I'm more into like contemporary arts and like punk art and fanzines and music. So. I love your graffiti pictures. The street art. Oh, my wheat paste. Mm, anybody out there, you might want to go check out my Instagram I got an email from Iggy saying, you know, would you like to do a thing on like whatever? And I figured, well, I should cater it towards what I think is most popular within the Project Nerd stuff. And he always tells me that it's the cosplay stuff. And I can, I think it's interesting, like whatever anybody does creatively, whatever they do creatively, I'm 100% backing that. And because I don't know a lot about the cosplay world, this is a good opportunity for me to learn. And mm. whatever I learn, I'm going to take that and approach it to my contemporary art, my street art, and that kind of stuff. So I already did a test with a mask. I'm already figuring out how to use the foam to make like some puppet stuff that I'm going to do for one of the films. So it's good for me. It's good for the community. It's good for everybody around. But I met, I met Iggy and the Project Nerd guys at a film festival in Wichita. And that's how this whole thing started at the Tallgrass Film Festival. So like no, imagine you're on the edge of a cliff and I'm like right there, just about to push you over into the void. And you turned around to all of the cameras 
and all the microphones to get your last word, what would that be? Just do it. Whatever it is, just do it. If you fail, whatever. Come on, like, this is not a it. Nike commercial. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it if that's um, what you want. I but. would literally be like, just eat the freaking cake because who cares? Like, if you're almost dead anyways, eat the cake. Calories don't matter. I like that. That would be my thing. That's much better than just eat do it. it. Let's all eat the cake. <laughs> this world is so messed up at this point. I'm a little like cake. part of my days. I'm like I'm cake. eating so much ice cream, and then the other days I'm like, eat the ice cream. I'm like just eat it. I think I'm lucky, guys. I'm, everybody in my family. Well, here, is let lucky, me help you. So. I'll do it like you can do it like this. And if you like conventions and cosplay and everything in between, sparkles and shivs, as we say on Con Moms, we are on Con Moms on every other Friday. This Friday we'll have a new episode. So tomorrow, actually, depending on when this comes out, check it out if you like cosplay. Cons, glitter, conventions, and kindness. Check us out. It's me and Stephanie on Project Nerd. Con mom. Play my special exit. I made this all myself. I'm a big boy. Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.